What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. Today, I am joined by Martinez Evans. He is a certified run coach in a 300-pound body. He's been featured in multiple reputable publications such as New York Times, Men's Health, Wall Street Journal, and really the list goes on. And um, Martinez, we are so excited to have you here today. I, it is a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, to start, I would love for you just to tell our listeners a little more about you, um, about kind of your story, and then, um, yeah, we can kind of go from there. Absolutely. Good morning, good evening, got the noon to wherever you're at in the world. My name is Martinez Evans. I am a proud fat runner. Yes, I said I am a fat runner, and I am happy to say it. Ten years ago, I started my journey of running. And it started from a doctor calling me fat, telling me to lose weight or die. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to him I was going to run a marathon. And he laughed at me and told me that was the most stupidest thing that he's ever heard in all of his years of practice in medicine. So instead of putting hands on him like I wanted to, <laughs> going to the doctor's office and I bought running shoes that day, I got on the treadmill and I couldn't run more than 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I started. But guess what? Where you started is not where you're going. So it's been 10 years now and um, I haven't died and I ran eight marathons. So what he told me was a lie. Yeah. Ran eight marathons, a hundred other different distances. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm running this little small club um, called the Slow F Run Club. We have about 10,000 members worldwide. Mm-hmm. And our goal is to help individuals get inspired to start running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. I am so curious what, cause I feel like a lot of the clients that we work with at free method, um, I hear quite often them being told, you know, very fat phobic things by their doctor, similar to what you experience. And I'm curious what led you to kind of do the opposite of what your doctor was saying, which is what you should have done, but versus like, oh, okay, I guess I need to like go start some diet. Like I need to do what he says. Like, what do you think led you to be like, no, like you're not like, right. Um, I think I've always grew up with the notion or I was always taught growing up that like people are humans and even the people who are in authority don't get it right. And it's okay for you to challenge that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like that's one thing. And then the other thing, just being there was that this doctor wasn't even like my primary care doctor. Like this was a doctor that I went to go see because I was having like some hip hip issues because I was working at men's warehouse. Like I was on my feet eight to 10 hours a day in hard bottom shoes and a dress in, in dress clothes. Yeah. For like a living. Right. So like, (laughs) so like that's bad for your feet. That's bad for your posture. That's bad for everything. Right. Like our feet are meant, not meant to be in, dress shoes eight to 10 hours a day. So this is my first time even meeting this doctor. 
So for him to be like, you're fat, you need to lose weight, you need to do all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait, like, I thought I came here for my hip. I thought I came here because I'm wearing these hard bottom shoes yeah. on the concrete floor and like something's going on with my posture. But instead, you come to me with this prognosis that I didn't even ask for. Mm, yeah, which unfortunately is like far too common. Exactly. Mm. So then you were like, I'm going to run and I'm yeah. not going to just go run a 5K. I'm going to run yeah. a marathon. I'm run a marathon. And yeah. I, I, was, I was facetious. Like, yeah. Because he was like, he was dogging me out. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there and be like, okay. No, no, I'm just I'm saying, no, man, like, screw what you said. I'm, I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah. Just trying to be facetious and, like, get back at him. And he got back at me and said, you know what? Like, that, that's dumb. And you're dumb for thinking that. Hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to show you how dumb yeah. I am. Like, just wait. I'm going to go do it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. So what did that experience look like training for your first marathon? Um, Hellacious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're like why did I sign up for this again (laughs) it took a longer process than what most people think right most Mm -hmm. people think when I tell them like hey my doctor called me fat um I bought running shoes and I started training for a marathon Mm -hmm. and all the like that's what it would seem in the movie but in real life like it was a whole lot longer process you know like I said my first run was like 15 seconds and I fell off the trip right I went from 15 seconds falling off the treadmill and having to like slowly build myself up Mm -hmm. um, to be able to run distances. Right. So it went from me being excited to run 30 seconds straight to Mm -hmm. then evolving to like me being excited to run five minutes straight and so on and so forth. So it took a process and it took about a year and a half process to go from like doctor calling me fat to like actually running that actual marathon. I didn't run the marathon until the following year in October. Mm-hmm. So it took a process, right? Like oh. I trained for a 5K, did that for a while. And then I did a couple 10Ks mm-hmm. and I slowly grew my way up to mm-hmm. the distance where I was like, okay, I am ready to train for this thing yeah. um, and actually go for it. Mm. Which is so impressive because I feel like training for a marathon, I imagine is such a like mental game too, because that's a lot of miles to run. (laughs) And depending like where the marathon is, like it might be easier because the location's pretty or not as easy because it's kind of a dull location. Um, Yeah. What do you think helped you kind of like stay the course training? Um, Sheer spike. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like i am gonna show this doctor <laughs> sheer spite i think that's more or less what it was like initially it was like i, I gotta prove this doctor wrong i gotta put the people around 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 me um and then i i think it was that but i also think it was when i started running these races i really started to like experience like what joy looked like like that whole elusive thing of runner's high so yeah. I started to run races. I started to talk to people. And like, as I'm talking to people while running, which is a feat in itself, um, they're like, oh, have you thought about this race? Or like, did you know there's a race in Hawaii and things of that sort, right? And I'm like, oh, like people travel to go to races. Like, yeah. like they just don't stay in their, their specific location. Uh-huh. So it became more of like a venture. Like every day I learned something new about running 
and like where running could potentially take me that mm-hmm. just kept it that kept it interesting and exciting mm, that's so cool um and i feel like gosh your story and your experience is so needed because i feel like a lot of what we see when it comes to sort of like running and exercise in general is thinking that it's just a bunch of like thin white people and like so i i feel like or I can assume your story is empowering so many people, which I love that you have, you've started this club to then help cultivate this community of like, Hey, you don't have to be like a certain shape, size, ethnicity to enjoy running. So yeah, I would love to hear even more about that, more about your book, more about um, the slow AF run club. Cause I think that's such a really cool thing that you've created. So, yeah. So let's talk about this. Is this, this started off with a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout my journey of, running these races, a question I kept asking myself throughout this journey was, what if the answer to America's health crisis was joy, not shame? Mm. So I think about how the doctor shamed me. I thought about like how people tease me as I was younger. And, and when I started to run races and started to get into that, like I had so much joy because it was just fun. It was fun to be amongst a group of people talking mm-hmm. with strangers and like not necessarily knowing like where they are, who they are and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Like that became a joyful experience for me. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, this is one of the reasons why I, you know, created the Slow F Run Club, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I wanted to be able to pass this joy along to other members as well. Mm-hmm. Say like, hey, you know, as I'm running races and like people are in the back of the pack with me, I'm like, dang, there, there's not necessarily a community of people who who are just celebrating like the application of running yeah. versus being like, oh, I need to get stronger, faster, leaner, meaner type of thing. Right. Yeah. And when it comes to physical activity or it comes to running, like that's what people like base their whole external foci on is that, oh, I got to get faster. I need to, you know, live up to these standards because like. These are the standards that are put on me, but they are arbitrary, right? Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, why aren't we just celebrating because we're all out here just being physically active? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my question was this. If we're not a professional runner, mm-hmm. um, why why does it matter that somebody's running faster than you? Like your mm-hmm. your your salary, your life work does not depend on running faster than somebody else yeah. and if we're all getting the same participation medal mm-hmm. why are we all taking ourselves so seriously mm. yeah and i think that the the reason why is that running road running in a sense is the only sport that i can think of right now that, that you are out there on the course in and around the same time the pros are right it ain't like you can go get on the court and play pickup basketball while LeBron James is like playing against the Knicks, right? Yeah. It ain't like you can go get on the soccer field and go like kick around a a, 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 a soccer ball when like Messi's on the field, right? Mm-hmm. But like running is the only sport where you can be like, oh, I'm running the same course in and around like Des Linden has ran this course or like Elliot Kipchoge, right? Like, Mm-hmm. So that then gives these people this, I don't I want to say false sense of like, I want to say privilege, but like it gives like this false sense of like elitism, like, oh, mm-hmm. but I'm out there with these people. 
so I must be as good as them. But it's like, no, you just paid your money and you just get yeah. a participation medal, right? Mm-hmm. So I created this community, grew it up, the pandemic happened, individuals started to join this thing, you know, grew to 10,000 members. Mm-hmm. So as I'm coaching individuals, one of the things that just kept coming about was, uh, Martinez, are there any books that you will, will recommend that we read? Like, how do we get more, learn more about like what's in your head about running? Or like, are there any books that you would like fully support? So as an individual who's pretty much ran all of the running how-to books out there, mm-hmm. most of the time my answer is no. Yeah. So my answer is no, because most running books are written by professional athletes, mm-hmm. former professional athletes, or coaches of, form, uh, of former professional athletes, mm-hmm. teaching us the method they taught that athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone like you and I, mm-hmm. the, the methods that you're teaching the athlete or like the like that stuff is not useful for us. Yeah. So I just felt like, well, if there's nobody out there doing this, let me go ahead and do it. Mm. So like that's where the book came about. Yeah. And um it's it's a how I like to put it is part memoir, part how to manual, part workbook. Mm-hmm. For any anybody who's interested in participating in sport or I love how you describe running too, and and you use the word joy versus shame in terms of just like our healthcare in general. And I think it's so good. I talk a lot about like even like reframing the way that we view exercise as like joyful movement and like what are ways you can move your body that bring you joy. And, you know, even for people, there's probably people listening to this episode who are like, I hate running. Running doesn't bring me joy. Then it's like, okay, find a way of moving your body that does bring you joy. And I think you are like a perfect picture of that where it's like, you have found like, Hey, running, running really does bring me joy. And I think what like, you've learned too is especially from your book and your community of like there's a lot of people out there that do have a lot of joy from running but again we live in this culture that's like okay well if you're going to run you need to be like the fastest you need to win the races you need to do all this which kind of takes the fun out of it um yeah, for, yeah i think you put it really well of like okay sure if you're like an olympic athlete yeah you probably need to be like paying attention to your time and and all that sort of stuff. Um, But if not, like, what would it look like to just like go out and have fun? Because I think when we like push that to the side, we miss a lot of the positive benefits of exercise and of moving your body, like the like runner's high you mentioned. Right. And the thing I would like to tell your listeners is that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that you are trying to compare and compete yourself to yeah. somebody else, whether you're in your day, day zero or day 100, mm-hmm. is the thief of joy. Like you're no longer in it for yourself. You have all these other external uh, focuses that are driving you versus relying on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious with like your book and even your, um, the Slow AF Run Club in general, like, what are just for people listening, especially maybe on that topic of like comparison, like what are some things that you may talk to your community about in terms of like 
yeah, trying to like stay focused on joy, not comparing to other people. Um, Cause I do feel like sports, I mean, especially running where it's like you have these times and you're running all these races. Like there's a lot of data that can be thrown out there that can make it easy to compare. Um, so yeah, what are some of the things that you do to help your like community navigate that? Yeah. And so first things first. Yeah. So first things first, comparison is the thief of joy. So we don't compare. Um, the second thing is that what all of this is about is like not taking yourself too serious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we are all, we all pay to run a race that we are all getting a participation medal for yeah. that we've all already paid for, right? Yes. So yeah. if that's the case, like let's celebrate something else. So I have this phrase is like the celebration is in the application. Mm-hmm. So cool. you don't celebrate whether or not you got to the finish line or not. You mm-hmm. celebrate because you applied yourself mm-hmm. to actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, most people have ideas and thoughts about, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And they never it never comes into fruition because they never take the first step to do it mm-hmm. or to keep going through it. So we don't celebrate getting to the finish line. Yeah, like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Celebrate actually doing the thing because that is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to A, get started yes. and to stay doing it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like once you get to the race, obviously you have to run it, which is mm-hmm. hard. But it's like so much of the hard work was done before that of like exactly. training, signing up for the marathon. Like that's a lot of the hard stuff. Um and then it's like, okay, now I just show up and run. Yeah, that's so good. And then the other thing is that four persons, so I ran eight marathons, right? Like, mm-hmm. but like, I already know, like, I know what to do to mm-hmm. train, do the marathon and get there. So I already know, like, when I get to the start line, that I'm already going to finish it, right? Unless like something just drastic happened, right? Mm-hmm. So something else has to drive me in order to keep doing it, right? And it's more about the experiences that I enjoy um, that I have throughout running. It's the friends that I make. It's the, you know, places that I get to go to that I never experienced. It's the food that I get to eat, right? Yeah. It's the um, it's the people that I'm also able to influence along the course. Mm-hmm. So I actually got a great story. Yeah. If I tell it. Yeah. So, I was running a marathon um, and on this marathon course, they had half marathoners. Mm-hmm. The half marathoners was running like the second half of the course. So I was around mile 20, which is probably around, um, I can't even do the calculations in my head now, 10-ish. So I'm going to say, not 10, eight. Let's say eight, right? Because they doing half marathon. Uh, so um, seven, mile seven. Because our 13.1 is their mile one. So mile seven, right? Uh-huh. Either way, this lady was sitting on the, on the ground with her shoes off. And if you run the race, that's typically a bad sign. Yes. Like somebody rode an ankle, hmm. foot got swollen, whatever, whatever. So I go over there and I'm like, hey, like, are you okay? Like I tap on the shirt and say, hey, you okay? And she looked at me and was like, oh my God, like you're a Martinez ass. Is like, come here, give me a hug, yada, yada, yada. So she's like jumping on one leg and like trying to give me a hug, trying to take a selfie and things of that sort. And I'm like, 
Like we can do all of that, but are you okay first? Yeah. Like, do we need to call somebody? And she was like, man, I bought these shoes at the expo and these shoes are tight on my feet. So I'm calling somebody to try to bring me some shoes. <laughs> so it was, it was a funny experience, right? But got pictures and I went on to finish the race. And I remember I was talking to my wife and being like, yo, I met this lady. Um, she had her shoes off and like, she gave me a hug, things of that sort. I wonder if she finished the race. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she was like, you know, I'm going to finish it because you there. And I say, like, all right, I'm going to see you at the finish line. And then, you know, I ran through the race and I didn't see her. And as soon as I say that, she came around the corner and finished the race with no wow. shoes on. So she ran the race of the, ran the rest okay. of the race with no shoes on. Oh my gosh. So this is her first marathon. So she crosses the finish line. She's bawling, crying, like, I can't believe I did it. So I asked the person, like, hey, can I give her a race medal? So they let me do it. Uh -huh. And I gave it to her, right? And mm -hmm. that experience in itself was way, like, for me to see the joy in her eyes, the experiences and emotions that she felt by me just giving her her medal and say, like, congratulations, like, I knew you can do it. Yeah. It's way much more impactful than me just running another marathon, right? Totally. So, wow. You know, I think it's upon me to just inspire the next group of people to get out there and continue to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that story right there shows, too, that it's like more than just running. Like, you're not just, you know, head down doing a race to cross it off your list. Um, that's really cool. I'm curious too, with having run eight marathons, like what, cause I'm sure probably not all of them, maybe not, but I'm sure you've reached points where it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to finish this? This is hard. Like what helps you kind of overcome? And maybe that happens like multiple times throughout races, but what, what helps you in terms of just like mindset, self-talk, that sort of thing to like continue the race? Absolutely. There are, my mind plays tricks on me and I play tricks on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, um, in my, in my book, you know, I have a, a section that's like find an enemy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, everybody need an enemy or adversary to continue to push them on. Right. Mm -hmm. And for my, for me, when I'm going through these races and I have a lull, I don't, um, or, you know, I have a lull where I feel like, yeah, like, this ain't for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I can do is like go through my mental roller decks and think about the people who done me wrong. <laughs> 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 like, like Ariana start and just start making a list uh -huh. and like that can fuel me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I like to do is that um, I gave my inner voice a persona. Mm -hmm. So sometimes and his name is Otis. So sometimes like I'm having conversations with, my inner persona because I'm like, you know, the self-talk is not helpful. Like, if you're not helpful, like, you got to sit back and let me take the reins and things yeah. of that sort, right? Yes. Uh, that's so good. I think, yeah, and I think with that, giving a persona is like separating who you are from this, like, voice. Exactly. <laughs> kind of, like, talk back to it. It's like, no, you're not calling the shots here. Yeah, because that's the thing, right, is that not everything you think is real and not everything you feel is real. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you're able to separate those two things from each other 
mm-hmm. and you can kind of look at it a little bit more objectively. Mm-hmm. It's something I like to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Martinez, thank you so much for sharing your story, telling us more about um, Slow AF Run Club. I feel like your, I don't feel, I know your story has inspired so many people. Um, where can people find you and your book and your community? Um, all the above. Yes. So Slow AF Run Club, the ultimate guide for anybody who wants to run, is available on June 6th. I don't know when this is coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, comes out June 6th. Um, you can pre-order it now if you're listening to this before it, before June 6th. Or if afterwards, you can find it anywhere books are sold. So Barnes & Noble, your Indie Bookshop, Amazon, of course. Anywhere books are sold, you're able to find it there. There's also an audio uh, a voice, a version of this as well. So if you love this buttery, smooth, baritone voice, <laughs> yes, um, you can find the audio version as well. Um, and then you can find me on the interwebs at all things 300 pounds and running. So 300, 300, spell out pounds and running. And then you can find the Slow AF Run Club at slowafrunclub.com. And we also have an app on iOS and Android with the same name. So if you type in Slow AF Run Club, you'll find uh, the, the app there. And that's where the community is housed. Amazing. And we'll make sure all of that is in the show notes as well. Um, that way people can just click on over there. Um, well, thank you so much again. I know our listeners are really going to enjoy this episode. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.